Until midday on 6PR, this is Sports World. Right, I get involved, 922 We're going to have a chat to Hilton Cartwright. He joins us on the program at 25 after 10. G'day, Hilton. Welcome, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, guys. How are you? Yeah, very well. Nice little partnership you had uh, with Sean Marsh. You look to be striking them pretty well. Yeah, it was nice to, uh, nice to spend some time out in the middle. Obviously, haven't had too much time out there with the one-day cup with the guys up the top doing really well. So, yeah, it was nice to get out there and, and bat with Sean for a bit. It was, it was really good, yeah. Hilton, Kim Hagdorn here. Uh, just on that, uh, with the facilities that you played in, the damp and cold conditions, looked like an incredibly green pitch. How difficult was it batting back there on Thursday? I thought um, Tasmania bowled very well, especially in their sort of their second, their middle session there. Um, earlier, I think they bowled, bowled a little bit short, so it was tough, but we were getting away with balls nipping around because it, mm-hmm. it would move a bit too far. But um, that middle session, they bowled really well, and it was, it was tough work to, to try and grind out the, the partnership we got. And, uh, yeah, just spending time out in the middle, it was, it was just a great experience to have that with Sean as well. He's obviously been through that over in England. Um, and to share that experience with him was, was very valuable for my game. Hilton, how do you like the day-night Sheffield Shield games, or do you prefer to play them strictly in the day? I think the, the thing I love about day-night Shield games is um, you, get, you get a nice sleep in the next morning and, and you sort of get over any sickness that you have from the day before. So that's definitely one thing I like about them. Um, but, yeah, I think they're a work in progress, and I think every year they're, they're getting better. Well, they're clearly, Hilton, part of your preparation for all test candidates. The second test of the coming Ashes series, and we're looking forward to it, is the Adelaide day-night test. So it's pretty critical to get some of that sort of first-hand experience. But around all that, putting you onto the spot a little bit, how mindful are you personally of your possible Ashes selections while you're trying to play good state cricket? I think uh, I've been asked that question uh, quite a bit, sort of how I'm going to go about State cricket with the, the prospect of the Ashes, and mm-hmm. I don't think you can get too far ahead of yourself. Um, I think that's where guys can go or can and have gone wrong in the past about thinking about the season coming up and almost putting their focus on, on international cricket before they put their focus on on the job at hand. So all I'm trying to do at the moment is is trying to win, help win games for WA cricket, and if that goes well and, and we win games, I, I think everything else will kind of take care of itself and. It's a bit of a discussion around um, our group at the moment. If we just focus on winning, um, personal success will, will, will come after that, whoever that may be. Having said that, you're in your own zone. Do you keep one eye on what everybody else is doing around Australia? I think you just do that anyway, whether you're in the spotlight for selection. I, I remember many years ago, I'd be watching updates on Shield cricket on, on all the other grounds. So I think it's just a natural thing to do as a cricketer. It's like watching footy. You, start, you watch a couple of games of footy and, and then next thing you know, you're following all the other games. You, you just know what's going on because you, you like being in the loop with, with how the other teams are going and, and what batters inform or which bowlers are, are dwelled. Looking at the possible test team to be announced, uh, you know, in, in just under three weeks or just fraction, it looks to me as though there's probably a number six spot and maybe the wicket-keeping spot as the most contentious. If you're going to get into the test team, I would think possibly at number six, but they're talking about probably needing someone who bats at number six who can also bowl a little bit. I notice you haven't bowled for WA yet. Are you going to bowl much, Hilton Cartwright? Well, I think uh, looking at our... With the bowling attack we have and it being quite a green wicket, it will be tough for me um, to, to get a bowl, especially if the guys do well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the role I'll play for WA and the role I, if, if I play for in the Ashes will be very similar. It will be to be picked as a batter after making runs and... Um, if, I, if I get a bowl, it'll be just like a, a bit of a containment role. I think that's what the, 
the selectors are looking for, and that's what my my game's based around to bowl. You know, if I get 10 overs in a day, I'll be happy with that. But if it's, it's any less or any more than that, you know, I'll, I'll try and fulfil that role as much as I can. He's always uh, figures in calculations. How well Sean Marsh hitting the ball? Mm. He's, it's, I don't think there's a cleaner striker of the cricket ball in Australian cricket, especially at the moment. He's batting with him at the other end. He made it seem a lot easier than what it was. I think he, he probably only played and missed it a handful of balls off, off Sam Rainbird and I reckon I was playing and missing probably every third or fourth ball. So he made it look a lot easier out there than, than what it was. And I think that just shows the sort of class he has when he's in form. Have you faced d- double-jointed questions? So a uh, yes or no, and then uh, I'll come back to you on this one. Have you faced Jason Berendorf much in the nets over the last week or so? Yeah, I faced him a couple of days ago, and he was an absolute nightmare to face because the wickets didn't have much in him, and you weren't, you weren't sure which way, if they were going to swing or if they were going to swing. So... Yeah, I've faced quite a bit of him lately. So why, why when you say he's a nightmare, because he was bowling crap or he was just bowling so brilliantly? Oh, no, because he's bowling brilliantly. He, he, he's got a beautiful seam position, so you yeah. think it's going to spin back and, and hit you on the pads and it slides across you. So you think, oh, the ball's going to stop swinging now, so I'll be able to you know, get my front foot across, maybe get a couple of drives out of the way. And two balls later, he hoops them back in and, and almost takes your pegs out. So mm. it's, it, was a, it was a really tough net against him. And that was with a red ball, so or pink ball, getting ready for this day night Sheffield Shield game. Yeah, it was. But yeah, the whole net session was based around the the pink ball game. Yeah. Last one for me, yeah. Hilton. Is there much chit chat in the in the uh, change rooms about you know Maxi Klinger, Ed Cow, and these sort of blokes being left out, seemingly because of their age? Uh, no, around our group, there hasn't been a lot of chat at all. Um, I think Maxi's handled it really, really well. Um, he was down there on the, the first morning presenting Matt Kelly with his, his baggy black. So I think Max understands the situation and um, as, as harsh as the call was, he understands he's been around for long enough to know that he's, he's still good enough. It's just just a matter of, of, of a bit of bad luck, I think. And, and, and I mean, a lot of credit's got to go to Max. He, yeah, he handled his situation beautifully um, and he was there for the, for the first day to, to support Kelly and, and the guys in their first, first round. Just in, su- in summary now of the Sheffield Shield uh, game that you're involved in against Tasmania, end of day two, Western Australia leading by 189 overall. Strong position, uh, finish off that and, and then get a second innings. Where do you think the game will, uh, will go from here, Hilton? Uh, well, hopefully we can, we can get the... They've got quite a long tail, so hopefully we can mm-hmm. get a couple of... We'll knock them over pretty quickly this morning, or oh, this morning, this afternoon. Um, when you wake up. Hopefully build, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully build a build a strong lead, sort of 400-plus, and then have a good sort of a day and a session at them uh, would be nice. Get get the new ball under light this evening um, and, and just go from there, I guess. Just try and get as, as far ahead of the game as we can um, to really try and um, yeah, get, get a solid, good start, good win on the board for the start of the season. Hilton, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Hilton Cartwright, get down to the Wacker and uh, support uh, our WA boys. Berendorf, you're, you're... It's just absurd. Seriously, this guy mm. has been denied a chance to press claims to play in the opening Ashes test of the summer on sports science. Yep. And everyone in West Australian cricket... Knows it. Is, well, they're dumbfounded because he's bowling magnificently well. He's the best ball. I mean, I don't want to take too much away from that. So who's sports science is this? Is cricket this Australia. Cricket Australia sports they, science. They've got... GSP that says mm. if he bowls 30 or 40 overs in a Sheffield Shield mm. match, he'll be 
injury suspect. So it's like Hazelwood. He's been forced to sit well, out. He, no, no. See, Hazel, yes, but Hazelwood's coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. He's got, he had the side injury, forced him home from Bangladesh, remember? So that, that, in some ways, I can accept that. The, the sports science has said, we still think you're a bit vulnerable. Are you a bit sore there? Whether he says yes or no, they've got some data that says there's still some sore potential in your left side. But what does Berendorf say? Well, he can't say anything because... Well, he can. Well, how could you say to the sports science and the Australian coach... Well, get Austra- stuffed. Well, you and get, play. Well, you, you've got your own rights. You, you're the person. Yeah. You're the one that it's affecting. You're the one that's got the the aspirations. Yeah, it, I mean, unless he's being told, mate, you're still in the... You're still well no, and truly no, in the... No, the concerning part of this that I'm about to reveal further, mm-hmm. he, because he'll play club cricket today, he's restricted to 15 what overs. For? If... If Subiaco Floriot bowl first, if they don't, he sits around batting all day. And then he plays four, a 2020 game tomorrow, bowls four, four overs. Bowls a couple of overs in the second 11 this coming week. Won't be allowed to play in the next Shield game against New South Wales in Sydney, depriving him a chance of bowling to Steve Smith and David Warner and knocking them over and saying, wow, we've got to have this bloke in Brisbane. It is just unfathomable and no one can understand why. Barney, ahead of the break. I agree with Agus wholeheartedly. I just find this astonishing.